right. The bottom line bombs on a sports game podcast network is brought to you by edge boost. Ed boots edge boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sports backslash edge to get started today. Now let's start the theme. I can never tell if I'm rolling. Let's get it going. Yes! Cheers to beers. Beers review says time for some bombs. Let's get this one on there. Get it on the board. How we doing? Welcome ah to the bottom line bombs. I am CJ Sullivan. Duh. That's right. The man in the box coming to you from the box, self-producing. Uh, I say that with weirds. I'm still not positive. I should I should probably call Crame Dog in here. He is on the other side of the wall to make sure this is recorded. And I, I usually have to see things moving. There's certain numbers moving. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and assume it's moving. Um. <laughs> oh, I should start the clock as well. I, I could not. St- I could not start any worse. Every time. I've never had a good start to a show. Like, uh, you know, Chris wise, professional broadcaster wise, or I, where you introduce yourself, you say, welcome, you get people hype. You tell what's going to happen. Um, I just don't do it. And they say that's the most important part of a podcast is, and the only thing is, uh, the first five minutes, whatever, because a lot of people click off and then engage or not engage, whatever it is. I like to warm up, get a good 35 minutes in me. <laughs> Here's Crave dog. I just want to make sure I'm recording here on the thread. I can never see anything moving. Here he comes. The producer, come on in. I hit the record button twice, but is it moving? It is right. No, it's not. That's all right. Now it is. We can, we can figure out. Jesus. So start over then. Up to you. <laughs> we, will get, we have the video audio. We can, we can. This is amazing. Was it recording before that I did something to stop it? Did you have it going? All right. But either way, we have audio. We have audio. Good thing I called him in. Right, listeners? Cheers to Bears. Anyway, let's start it up again. At least that was a bomb of a thing. Anyway, I am seeing myself in the man in the box. Here we go. Let's start up the show. Let's do it up right. Thank you for coming in on the YouTube show. Um, we're going to talk about last night's game. Of course, Celtics and Heat. We won that bomb. Uh, we'll break down the next game. We're going to hockey bomb. And uh, we're going to have a special golf LIV tour matchup bombs coming up with Brooks Kepka. As you can see on my great thumbnails, the hangover bombs as Brooks Kepka is on a award tour after winning the PGA. We're going to try to take advantage of that. That and a man in the box segment at the end of the show uh, with Shelly Schembechler. I tried to get him in yesterday, but Jim Brown took over the whole thing because there was so much fun to talk about Jim Brown. Um, anyway, let's get into it. So uh, last night, yeah, we had the South. We hit that Celtics bomb. They're getting a point and a half. We took them on the money line anyway. They went out right. They uh, they finally hit threes. That's basically all that happened. 
And now people are just assuming they're going to win the series again. Celts in seven, just like the Yankees, Red Sox. Boston has to do some everything with Boston sports. That's the, they're so annoying about it. They can't just be the one seed finally playing like the one, whatever, not the one seed, but the two seed, whatever. But they're playing an eight seed. Marcus Smart had to do the old, uh, you know. Who was a Eucalyptus or whatever the fucking <laughs> Kevin Millar, whoever those assholes were, those Red Sox teams, the Cowboy, the Cowboy up. Why not us? Don't let us win this one game. Don't let us win. And that's what Smart did. Don't let us win tonight. Gary, you're the huge favorites. There's a little difference between the Red Sox, Yankees, and the Heat, Celtics. This is something you're supposed to be doing. Then you finally made three. So now everyone's just forgetting about it. Now they're eight and a half point favorites again for game two, which is hilarious. Um, but Boston just can't, they, they just can't, they have to throw all the other Boston sports into one, like the Bruins and the, the heartbreak and the Red Sox. And they, my God, are they annoying? Because they think that they, I mean, they're, they're just narcissists. They think it, no one has it worse than them. No, one, even even though when they win, they don't care because they're boss. Because they're just whiners about it. Anyway, um, so now they play game two, which is tomorrow night, I believe. Now back to eight and a half, right back to eight and a half point favorites. That one just immediately forgets it. Now it's Boston party time, and Jimmy Butler, who we love, Jimmy Butler. I think not. Not that the Heat lost the game on purpose. Obviously, they didn't want to do that. But they do need, they don't like being favorites. So they were favored last night. And like that, what, what is this all about? They don't like that. Butler needs petty revenge. He needs revenge on something. So he was, ha- he, he almost seemed happy when they lost in that post game, that's his post game conference, you know? He was just like, yeah, we're, I can't wait. We're going to do what we do. We're going to, so we play music, drink some beer, drink some wine. And stop thinking about basketball for a night. I can't wait. And then we're gonna go fuck them up on the road. He's so he's still so in their heads. Like even when they're losing, because basketball, as we say, it's all about humiliating the other opponent. That's all they care about. They don't even care about winning as much as it is making an Instagram moment and having you know these moments on Twitter where you're just absolutely humiliated. And Butler did that to the Celtics when Grant Williams talks shit. He now he posted pictures of him talking back to him, pointing at him. The timeout to Al Horford, which Horford doesn't even remember doing. I guess it was a year ago, back when he was good. But he's so much in Grant Williams' head because everyone blamed Grant Williams for that game two loss for talking shit to Butler and waking him up. That last night, Grant Williams actually like blocked Butler's shot. He hit all these threes. It would have been a perfect time to talk back, but he's just so terrified. Of crazy man Butler, as well as he should be, that he still wouldn't do it because he knew it. He, 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 he's, he's just so horrified of him. And now Butler's going to come out the boss. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say the Heat will win at game five. I'm actually hoping the Heat winning six because that's what we gave out here as a bomb at 11 to one. We got that ticket riding. Uh, Boston minus it, but eight and a half is too much. We're going to get Miami, we're going to break down right now. Miami plus eight and a half bomb that for game five tomorrow night in Boston. It's just amazing how we just forget everything and then bring, uh, we just think the Celtics is going to ride it out. They're only plus two twenty to win the series. itself. that's pretty, that's 
pretty nuts for a team down three, one. I mean, they won one game. They had one quarter where they hit their threes, whatever. Butler's right back to being crazy. The C generates are here. JC from KC. I like that. But the L C generates. You got to respect Butler's gangster. This is what I say about Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Everyone's just terrified of upsetting him. Of upsetting him. He talks like, yeah. And Grant Williams learned his lesson. Harford, people, don't, people don't even know they are talking shit to him, but he'll take it the wrong way. So now it's great. It's so funny to watch people just go out of their way now. Celtics to not bother Jimmy Butler. It reminds me of one time I was in Chicago. I was on the train taking the red line uh, to the South side and uh, it was packed. It was like rush hour and it was, there was nowhere to sit. It was just, I mean, nuts to butt, just packed except for there's one guy who's crazy. who was sitting down and there was an empty seat next to him and he was fucking nuts. You're screaming, blah, 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 violence, whatever the hell it was. So much where everyone just clicked like, okay, no one's the next day. That's just, that's just going to be an empty seat for the rest of the train ride. No matter how packed it was. And then one time now and then, then a car got up at one of the stops again after like, you know, Roosevelt or something. And he gets on and the guy just sits down next to him and we're all like, oops. Oh, sorry, buddy. We were supposed to warn you. Yeah. That guy's crazy. Don't sit next to him. You'll find out. And he did. So the guy even goes to him, Hey, can you move over so I can sit down? Like, oh, this is going to get bad. And that's what happened. I mean, he wasn't being rude or anything. He was just like, he's just saying a normal conversation, but this wasn't a normal person he was talking to. This was a Jimmy Butler, if you will. And uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, they started snapping at each other. And then they were about to fight, you know. And then he stood up and they're fucking like barking at each other. Like, oh, God, here we go. And we're all like standing on the train, holding the above things. And we're like getting moved side to side. And they say stuff, say stuff. And then one guy, now, then the gangster guy goes, not the gangster guy, the homeless crazy guy goes, I said that because he goes, man, respect my gangster. Respect my gangster, he yelled out. And the entire train started laughing, including me. I mean, it was hilarious. Respect my gangster. And both guys started laughing. You know, like, what, what did you say? I don't know. I was out of material. You know, I said, respect my gangster. <laughs> and from that, they sat down and were, uh, you know, nice to each other. And they started talking out, like, man, we were going to fight. I, I just got off work. I didn't want to fight you. I was like, I know the crazy guys. I was going to throw shit on you. <laughs> you believe that? Respect my gangster. What's that even mean? Who knows what that means? But that means, Jimmy, <laughs> what do you want to do? Everyone's got a war in the Celtics. Don't disrupt Jimmy Butler. He's not wearing socks. He's got the smash McDouble in his pocket. Respect his gangster. Do not upset him. And now they upset him. So we'll take them plus eight and a half. That is the bomb anyway. <laughs> but let me tell you about then we'll come back after I tell you about edge boost. We'll get into a uh, little bit of a little bit more of the Laker autopsy Brooks Kepka and some of the hockey bombs. Then of course, a man in a box. So have you signed up for edge boost yet? If not, you're missing out. Edge boost is the world's first bet. Now pay later visa card, similar to buy now pay later programs. Edge boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and payback to advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right. 0% interest. Just deposit funds into your account and edge boost will match the deposit. So you can use two times the funds on any legal sports betting site. 
Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advance. Up to $2,500, you can get add to your bankroll. My Edge Boost Double Down Play of the Day is... We're going to go with, uh, well, let's go with the Miami Heat. I just gave it out. Plus eight, plus eight and a half. Take that. Go to sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's nice of them to throw down there. If you guys are problem gamblers, and let me tell you something. If, you're, you, if you need $2,500 credit, gamble now, pay later. You, uh, you might be a problem gambler. That sounds, that sounds like a dicey situation. I'm not saying this is a loan shark business because they don't charge interest. So that's good. 0% interest is good. There's no VIG. But other than that, <laughs> just watch yourself is what I'm trying to say. All right. Anyway, let's get back to the show. And welcome everyone. But from the, uh, YouTube channel here, JC from Casey. Cheers to beers, everyone coming out. Um, and then soon I want to tell you about some of the biggest bets I've uh, biggest bombs I've made coming up. Um, so yeah, no sweep last night. That was the th- uh, the narrative for going for a while. We thought all four series were going to be sweeps. People forget how it's not easy to do a sweep, and I like betting against sweeps. Lakers got swept and they, they had to do a 38 point second half to get swept. They came out like they were going to win with the seven, with the going on for 71 LeBron did his thing. LeBron almost did his thing for a half. And was like, all right, I've, I've shown you enough, right? We're not going to win this series, but I've proven that I can do that. If need be now get some players that can help me. ESPN and everyone still gets shit for how they're covering the Lakers, which I love, which is amazing. Someone broke down like after the Nuggets won, how much the cameras covered the Lakers being disappointed. LeBron going to the locker room, then the Nuggets celebrate. They didn't even show the Nuggets celebrating. They just showed the Lakers fucking. It <laughs> showed the Lakers uh, crying. Which, to be honest with you, I'd rather watch that. I mean, I get it. If you're a Nugget fan, you want to see your team celebrate, but. I'd much rather see LeBron be miserable and blaming all of his terrible teammates. Give me Laker fans crying. Give me fans crying in general. I don't want to ever want to see celebration. My celebration is watching Laker fans cry. La sweat says mafia. Correct. I mean, it's fun watching. Like I said, I want to see these guys play seven games. because I want to see the nuggets beat them seven times. People love uh, telling, telling, telling TV producers and network heads what they would do if they ran the networks. Why aren't you talking about the Nuggets? Because they don't care. To, it's about ratings. Obviously, they're making a show, and there'll be plenty of time to talk about the fucking Nuggets. What do you want to say? The Nuggets are good. Yeah, we know they're good. No, oh, how great they are! This isn't little league. No, we want drama. This is what I would do if I was running the daily show. Like, what would you do? Like, they just love to say, like, what other networks should do. Yeah, these guys are in a business, and their business does very well for themselves. Anyway, not that I'm defending corporations, but I get why they do the Lakers coverage. The Lakers, you know, but people, people know the Lakers. You either love them or hate them. 
and them Lakers losing, it's perfect. You can, you can enjoy hating them. Let's just enjoy the hate while we can is what I'm trying to say. Don't put a, don't push a rush off of our hate Denver fans. There's plenty of time to celebrate you nuggets. Hell the finals doesn't start until like two weeks because the NBA even does load management as a league for some reason, but we'll get to you nuggets. We'll tell you how great you are. Jesus. You're pre- you're boring anyway. Yoke. I mean, yeah, you're great. Even Jamal Murray's Canadian. His story's like, oh, when I was a kid, I used to do a three, two, one count. Yeah, no, sh- everyone did that. Jamal Murray, you're dumb. I want the I want the messiness drama of LeBron contemplating retirement. He just said what he said. I was I might retire. He was. <laughs> he even knows when he's lying. He he came into a poker face. He's smiling and doing it. <laughs> he just loves the fucking lie for no reason. There's no way he's retired, but he'll love the drama about it. And Sano's right. The Jokic brothers are good primetime TV. I'll get that. Can put them on? Matter of fact, I'll throw that up there. I mean, I love the Nuggets. They're fun. I do. I don't like how the Nuggets talk about how no one talks about them. Fans, that's fine. But I hate when the coaches and players are like, what? Stop talking about ESPN so much. We'll talk about you. We don't want to talk about you because you want us to talk about you. How about that? I tell you what's insufferable. And I'm not a LeBron fan. I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't root against him though either. Whatever. He's funny to me. He's kind of corny. But the MJ versus LeBron debate, it's, it's endless on face. It's just, it doesn't stop. If he wins, LeBron fans come out with this stuff. If he loses, MJ fans come out to MJ never got swept. Well, first of all, LeBron's like 38. Well, Michael Jordan was doing a 38. Screaming at Kwame Brown was, but anyway, it's like you can't even compare. I, I like the, I just like the fact that like, the more you succeed or fail later on in your career, the the more they hold against you. Like six and zero in finals, Le- LeBron is like eight and twelve. Like yeah, because he made twenty finals or whatever the hell the numbers are. Like it's same thing with like Joe Montana. Joe Montana's four and zero Super Bowls. He never lost like Tom Brady. Yeah, it's because he never made as many as he did. I just like getting punished for failing later. You should have failed right. I never should have made the playoffs. Last thing, last thing you should have done. Anyway, I don't want to talk too much. Now I'm talking about <laughs> too much, uh, but I'm talking about the people talking about, and they're not even in it. The Lakers are done. Like I said, if, if I wanted, hopefully the Celtics will lose. I wanted the Lakers and ESPN could get their Lakers Celtics series that they wanted. Have them play until the final start. Just enter entertain us. But they won't. Um, they won't. They won't do that. They won't refuse. Anyway, um, that's one of my dramatic pauses. I like to do. It's not dramatic. I just like to try to uh, knock in my brain. Go crazy. I'm deciding right now if I should do another ad read and just do the rest of the show, or get into Bruce Kepka. Bruce Kepka. <laughs> <laughs> Brooks Kepka. I'm just looking at that thumbnail. It looks amazing. It looks amazing to me. To me, it does. Anyway, you know what? Let me tell you about Shady Rays, and then we'll talk. Then we'll come back because then I want to get into these Kepka bombs and hockey bombs and man in a box. Maybe even ask you guys a few questions. Like, what is your f- big favorite bomb you ever done? Anyway, first, 
Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. It's coming to an end. Uh, Shady Ray sunglasses. If you lose a pair, break it. Don't replace it. No questions asked. They don't care if you, if you're trying to hide tears because your Lakers got swept, put your Laker flag at half mass at your car. No, no questions asked for international listeners. Shady Rays has you covered as well. Shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. They got you covered everywhere. So just go to ShadyRays.com. Use code SGPN for 50% off. Two pairs of polarized sunglasses. And remember, May is almost over. So make sure to take your receipt to sportsgivenpodcast.com backslash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. And with that, I thank everyone for watching live on YouTube. Make sure to smash the subscribe button and like this video on YouTube. You can't just sit there with it. All right, let's get into it. Now we can get into it. Oh, I forgot to even do the NBA song. That's it. That's it. You, only get t- you only get a taste of that. As Tesha, as a singer. All right, I'm sorry to get, let me recap real quick. I, I took a, we're taking Miami plus eight and a half. That's my only, that's my only bomb I've given out so far. We went one and what did we, we hit? We hit Boston last night and then we, lo- we lost the hockey game, but we'll get to that hockey game. But first, I want to talk about Bruce Kepka. That's what the fuck. Bruce Kepka. Why do I keep calling him Bruce? It's Brooks. Brooks Kepka won the PGA. And now he's on an absolute bender right now. <laughs> he is, uh, he was at the Panther game the other day. You see him in the middle. He was like fucking coked out of his gills. He's just doing his clapping. He's cla- he's going nuts. Um, Derek white three bumps. And then, uh, you know, he's drinking with Keith with, with Kachuk's brother. He's having him drink out of the cup. Don't even drink out of this cup, whatever, that, you know, there is a picture of him then there. And then that, and then last, he, he was on an interview. He went on part of my take, whatever. He's like, yeah, I'm partying all week to the tour. We're going to the Panther game. He's always going to Panther games. Fucked up. Then he went to the heat. Game. He, he classed it up at the heat game last night. He was in all whites. He was with the wife. He took Sims out his model wife, but he's going back to the Panther game tonight. They're doing game four tonight. And trust me, he'll be right back to cranked up on Wednesday. And now he's got it. And then, so he's got that tonight's game. Which is uh, I might as well give that as a pick anyway. Carolina's plus one hundred five. We're going to take them to uh, avoid the sweep. Let me just toss that out there. Even though they have not been able to solve Bobrovsky, but uh, we'll just try to avoid. Like I said, stuff to do to sweep. So, but Kepka's just been on a bender. Who knows if he hasn't slept? And he's told Bobrovsky goes, "Yeah, go, I'm. We're partying right till the fucking uh, tournament. So he's got to play an L. He's got to go back to playing LIV tour." on Thursday in Washington, DC. He's going to fly right from the game after doing Coke and doing what God knows what fucking Jaeger bombs. And what do you, what do you think he drinks? What do you, what do you think drinks Brooks Kepka drinks? I know Sims probably does your vodka sodas or whatever. Of course your white claws, but uh, he gets after with like bro Jaegers. I bet. And blow. He does a lot of blow. And then he's going to play Thursday morning in an LIV tour. The 54 hole in on bet online. If you can find any Brooks Kepka matchups, that's where we're going to hit. So right now I found we're fading Brooks Kepka. 
let's take a look at the lines here. We got Brooks Kepka versus Cam Smith in a matchup. Cam Smith's a good golfer. He's an actual PGA golfer playing on the live tour. Cam Smith's minus 140. And minus a stroke and a half is even money. Minus 110. We're gonna bomb both of those. Those are two fade Kepka bombs from his party. Now I don't know how I'm I'm not gonna I'm not saying max out. I'm trying to be responsible. I tell all my listeners to be responsible, but I think the responsible thing here is to empty your account against Bruce Kepka. All right. I'm telling all my C generates. I was thinking about some of the biggest bets I've ever made. And uh please win. One was uh Floyd Mayweather versus um Connor McDavid. Uh McGregor, I mean Connor. Why do I I was confused McDavid and McGregor for some reason? I definitely would bet him more if he was fighting. Actually, I probably would take Connor McDavid. Nah, Conor McDavid's not a fighter. He's a goal scorer. Uh, Conor McGregor. Because that line was uh, just way, 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 way too, it was just caked in racism. The only way that line was so low because it was a, the best defensive boxer of all time versus a guy who doesn't box. So I'm just like, that was just old fashioned Rocky mentality. Wow, McGregor's going to win. He's going to kill him. He's a white guy. Uh, so that one was an enormous bet I made. And the other one was uh, the match. I was talking about the other day. They're, they're still doing the match, that golf thing, exhibition thing. But now they're not, they don't even have golfers in there anymore. Now it's just like four basketball players and football players playing each other, like Peyton. But anyway, the first one was Mickelson and Barkley versus Curry and Peyton. And Mickelson and Barkley were underdogs. They were plus money. And I hammered it, maxed out different accounts. Go to the kiosk and they run out of papers, they say. And the reason why was they were doing alternating shots. You both are driving. I'm like, I'm like, I don't care if Barkley kicks the fucking ball for his shot. Phil Mickelson is a professional golf. People don't understand. Something with golf where people just discredit professional because because everyone golfs, you know, and everyone's like, ah, I can keep up. He's a scratch golfer. I don't care if you're a scratch golfer. These professionals are like minus fives. They shoot the ball. They take like a thousand swings a day. You understand how good these guys are. They never mess up ever. Even if you're a great golfer like Curry or Peyton Manning, you're going to fuck up because you're a normal, because you're a human being. Yeah, they're great athletes, but they're not world-class golf. Anyway, this is number three. And this is fading Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka doesn't care about these tournaments anyway, let alone the week after he just won the PGA and validified the LIV tour. His swing coach went off today. I mean, they are so cocky now because they won this. Day. It's great. I love it. So this is a great gambling opportunity. That's this week only. I'm not saying in the future to fade him because who, who even knows what these rules are in the LIV tour. And that was the only thing that kept me actually from emptying my bank account on the Mayweather fight. Was like, who knows if something's a little rigged here, you know, who knows what goes on the LIV tour, but I still feel confident fading him. So we're going to go with Cam Smith. And then you can go around one, which I love even more, but they're using Joaquin Neiman who has been playing great. 
and he also they're also coming from the PJ, but he's a, he is a, a pick'em for just the first round. Now that one, he's not as good as a golfer as Cam Smith, but you're getting Kepka on Thursday. I mean, flying in from the Panthers game tonight after doing who, who knows how many more Florida Coke. You're to, I mean, you're, you're not, he's not just doing Coke. He's doing Florida Coke. He's doing uh Tampa Bay stripper Coke. You know what I mean? So let's bomb that one. And fuck it. Let's see. Let's give the, let's give the stroke a plus half a stroke at plus plus one fifteen. bomb that. So that's four empty the account. Now remember, bet responsibly, but the responsible thing to do is to empty your account and borrow money from all of your loved ones to bet against Bruce Kepper this week. Here is what the uh, <laughs> just kidding, of course. Uh, Derek White three bobs. I like that. That's pretty great. And we'll put it LOL. Um, the, they have such a chip on their shoulders, LIV golfers. I, I, I can't, I can't decide which, whose side I'm on in this whole, this stupid battle. Uh, Kepka's swing coach. What is it? Claude Harmon, who is uh butch Harmon's son. He went off in some interview. Talk about how, cause all the, cause and he's right. I mean, the, the writers and the media is against the LIV tour. And so people forget that they're good. That's why they're getting, you get good value when they come play the majors, but they're like, uh, let me see some of these quotes. He said, maybe you change your tune, but initially it was all just bullshit. A bunch of guys playing who didn't care, who got the money, got the bag. It's 54 holes. There's no competition and all. So you guys just pretend like they were just weren't good players anymore, which nobody did. I like these straw man theories. No one thought they weren't good players. They just said they weren't motivated to play in LAV tours, which I'm sure, which I'm sure is true. They're, they're motivated to play in the majors, the PGA. They missed that competition because they're world-class golfers. This is pretty nuts. He goes off against tiger. You guys portray this as Brooks took the money and then tiger came out with his comment. You know, tiger, the ultimate guy who got all the money up front. I mean, I was around that. He flew for his professional first professional tournament on Nike's private jet. He wasn't paying for it. So you push in there and pretend like the LIV was an exhibition. Nobody watched it. You guys didn't report on it. None of you guys came to the tournaments because it was on fucking YouTube. That's why. And then it was on the CW. I, I can't find the CW. The CW finds you. You know what I mean? Like Baywatch. It's an old Chris Rock joke. I don't know what time Baywatch is on or what channel it's on, but I never miss it. It just happens to happen. <laughs> You got oh, whatever. Anyway, he goes off on DJ and Brooke. Where, where's the fucking? And he goes off on Zalatoris for no reason. Here, listen to his comments about Will Zalatoris. This is pretty funny. The fact that Will Zalatoris in this is the top ten in the world is laughable, but it has nothing to do with him. Yeah, I like when they rip on someone, then they say nothing to do with him personally, and then they go into an entire tirade of what personal shit against them. <laughs> This is all because the LAV stats don't count for the PGA stats, nor should they. It's not the same thing. It's not. No, these guys aren't bad golfers anymore. No one thinks that, but it's not the same competition. You can't just, no, you can't just do that bullshit and have your points count. 
Same thing. I mean, if they were not counting ABA stats for basketball, they're not going to count this. But my point here's a, here's the swing coach again. Harmon's good. Is that you guys all act like Brooks was a shitty player and Will Zaltoris was great? No, no one did this. By the way, no one did this. But the guy has one fucking golf tournament. Has won one tournament. He finished second in a bunch of tournaments. So have a lot of players. But you guys were ready to crown him as he's the second coming of Christ. And you guys are acting like Bruce Kepka was a bum. Pre-Masters, that's what's happening. You guys know that. You allow players that LAV allows players to have time off that you guys beat up everybody for. <laughs> yeah, they just give them Saudi blood money and say, show up to this tournament. But they don't have any real time. I don't want to go into all this, but it's amazing. There's unbelievable golf. All right. We'll look up your golf on YouTube. But anyway, the, the point is let's back to this cap back to this Kepka tour, which is incredible. Not only is he partying. I mean, th- here's the thing with these LIV golfers and they're all, and they, you know, some of them are great. Like the Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, and Brooks Kepka, by the way, said he never even would have went if he wasn't hurt. He thought he was hurt. He was never going to come back. He had doubts about himself. So he was like, oh, let me get free money. And I get that. Why wouldn't you? And, but now he's back and they're so, and you can tell they're so happy when they play these majors to have real competition that people are watching. So they get excited. And so now when they win a tournament like this, it's like when I'm touring and you go to all these terrible, terrible towns. And then you finally get somewhere where it's fun, like Chicago or something like, Oh my God, thank God. I missed this civilization. And then uh, things get away from you. Next, you know, you're missing flights. So I get it. Kepka, <laughs> Kepka drinking with the Kachucks, doing blow, harassing people down a floor, doing just doing Florida bath salt partying. That is in our favor. So bomb every fade you can on the LIV tour in DC. This is the way you're going to bring in fans. Have your favorite best golfer LIV tour. Do a rock star fucking <laughs> campaign openly doing drugs and say, bet against me. I'm all for that. That's, that's kind of golf I can get behind. So let's get behind that. All right. Speaking of the hockey games, I already gave out Carolina plus one five. That's tonight. Just to avoid the sweep uh, under five and a half is probably a better play. I mean, I thought it was going to be a high scoring series. It's not obviously uh, Bavosky has been incredible. Everyone pronounce it. I don't want to call Carolina. We already won the Florida plus game and a half series. I don't want to, I don't know. I just don't want to rule Carolina out. I, they were playing desperate. So we're going to give it that. But the next game, we, the, the bomb we lost last night was Dallas. That was amazing. The Dallas Vegas game. I was doing the show here and I came out and there was already three, nothing. It was two, nothing within like eight minutes. And then it was over. That's what's funny about hockey. Some sometimes the hockey games are over within five minutes. Cause then it was three, nothing or like, just like that Vegas was up three, nothing. And then that's it. Just let's just shut it down. Lock it up. They, they had six shots on goal for the rest of the game. Vegas did. Cause like, what's the point? We just scored. We already scored. It's my hockey noise. <laughs> oh, I sh- how did, I, how did I not do that for Kepka? Good God. 
Kepka fade, cocaine fade. Um, so yeah, so Vegas was up three nothing. Then that was it. Six more shots and. So now we got Dallas. So now the line is really small for game four. Is is it going to be sweep sweep? I don't think it is. People are calling all four sweeps, like two basketball sweeps, two hockey sweeps, which would have been an insane parlay to hit. But like I said, sweeps are tough. So I really like Dallas minus one eighteen. We'll give that out bomb to avoid sweep bomb. So we have Carolina plus one five, Dallas minus one eighteen. Sprinkle a little on the puck line. It's plus two hundred. I think Dallas might route them in that game because they have at home and I, and I don't like them in the series are like plus 1100, not the worst thing, but not the best thing either. I'll give out that Dallas. So I, I enjoy, um, tell you what I do enjoy are the final games of these hockey series in general. One you get, it, it gets beyond chippy. It gets into real straight up street violence on ice when they know the series is over things that they've had kept inside because they didn't want to, uh, you know, hurt their team with any suspension back in the day in my day, <laughs> not to sound too old in my day. I've already complained about like, I loved hockey playoffs coming on. Hockey players are still great. I'm not saying they're not. There are a lot, far less penalties. First of all, we already said that they don't. They, they wouldn't call nearly as penalties. Third period, forget about it. They wouldn't even bring those whistles out with them to referees. So people just have at it. But that, but there, but the rule was, you can do whatever violence you want, and they wouldn't suspend you until the start of next season, which I loved. Like you, you would just rack up a tab. Ron Hextall going for the Flyers was a fucking madman. He would you come across? He would just slash you with his stick. Like if you come across him, he would just go. He did it to Chelios one time. Like like it was like it was Jason Voorhees, and he, like he was just a machete, just chopping at these ankles, you know. And he racked up like a twenty-seven game suspension. Not ah, well next next year, you're coming back. You're gonna be on the Flyers next year, right? Yeah, sure, I guess. See, that's the thing. Free agency ruined that. Cause now you, now you can just bring a tab with you. I, I'll sign with you, but I'm not eligible till December. Is that okay? Yeah. I stabbed a guy in last year's playoffs. Apparently they frowned upon that. Not that they, cause they didn't want to ruin the series and that's the way it should be suspending people in mid series. That's, that's ridiculous anyway. And so the last game of the playoffs. So when, when of the series, we're like, well, I'm not gonna be able to see these guys until next year. I better have at it. Hextall one time, like just skated out <laughs> towards the blue line to tackle Chalice because he shoved Brad Marsh into a, a pole and split his head open. Anyway, you still get a little bit of that in today's hockey towards the end, like just absolute fuck it. Let's have a fight before summer. It's like the end of school, but fight before summer, huh? We could, because that's how they party, that's how they celebrate. Let's just have a big three o'clock high fight at the mid rink and bleed each other dry. And then we'll shake hands. I love the handshakes at the end of the series of hockey. <laughs> Everyone get in the line. We're shaking hands, handshake, skate and shake the old skate and shake. It's not officially over till we shake hands in Dallas or Carolina, Florida tonight. 
You shake your hand. You sh- the goal. We wait for the goalies to really embrace the goalies. Have the goalie bond and really embrace each other. Anyway, all right. Let's uh, let's move on. Any any of you guys listening out there though? Uh, I, I was I was told to, for engagement. You're supposed to ask uh, questions to the audience so you can answer. But don't always want to hear it. That was the question I was going to ask. What's what's one of the biggest event exhibit ex, exhibit exhibition bets you've ever made? Any bombs? Mine was the Mayweather and the match, and now the third one might be fading Kepka. I already did it. I've already unloaded the accounts on it. It could come back to bite me. It is gambling. It is golf. It also is Saudi golf <laughs> on the CW. Not most on the up and up. But that's the things I like. I don't like things that are on the up and up. You want it. You want these things. I mean, if Kepka Kepka op- openly told you, told everyone to bet against him this week, because fuck, I'm not going to be good. Like Tin Cup waking up hangover, shot an 83 when he's hungover. Cheech blew that one. All right. Anyway, let's get to the box now. Welcome to the man in the box. Um, Yeah. Yesterday I was going to talk about this in the man in the box segments. Uh, First of all, I should do, should I do the recap? Yeah. Let me recap it real quick. Just in case all of them hit. I want to put the tout video together. That's what I do here on the bomb. People like to hear bomb. So let's see what we do. So we have Miami plus eight and a half bomb it. We have Carolina minus one Oh five bomb it. Carolina, Florida under five and a half bomb that. We'll put that. We'll add that one in there. Dallas minus one eighteen bomb it. And Dallas puck line plus two hundred bomb that too. And then bomb everything against Bruce Kepka this week because he's bombed. We're talking Cam Smith minus one forty bomb. We're talking a stroke and a half. And even money, Cam Smith bombing. We're talking round one, Joaquin Neiman minus a half bomb, plus 110. Neiman minus 110 straight up, round one, bomb it. Those are all the bombs we're getting. Now, back to the box. So anyway, like I said, last time I talked about Jim Brown too much. Not too much. You can never talk about Jim Brown too much. I have so many funny stories. I did, but I didn't have enough time to get into this story, which is Glenn Shemmy Schembechler, who is the son of the late former Michigan football coach, Bo Schembechler, of course. He was just hired by Michigan and then fired three days later. Well, he resigned. They didn't even fire him. That's how heartless, that's how gutless Michigan is. Why did he uh, resign three days after getting hired? Uh, because of because of liking racist tweets on Twitter. Amazing, amazing. First of all, th- what a great name, Shemmy Schembechler. <laughs> He's a scout, I guess. He's Bo Schembechler's kid, and um, 
I'm sure he's a great scout. He's coached, he's scouted for the Ra- he's coached for the NFL for a while. It's in the Raiders, which is amazing. Michigan said they did a background check on Bond. He so he liked tweets that said like Jim Crow's uh racist rules were actually good for black people. Things like that. Uh what else did he say? <laughs> what else did he do? Um let's see what the tweets were. The tweets were ridiculous. It's not even a point. Um it just says what Michigan does. He says he was he, he said. So he, he liked a bunch of tweets that were uh, racist and it came out of me. As soon as he's hired, kids will find us immediately because Michigan said they did a background. What, what background check did you do Michigan where you couldn't just look, you know how easy it is. I can look up what people like on Twitter. Chamacar goes, Oh, I, you know, I made a mistake. I erroneously liked it. Like a, like a cat jumped on his computer screen and was, uh, they had a cat t- thought the real computer mouse was an actual mouse. when I was moving around. He, he liked these tweets. Meanwhile, the next day <laughs> when he knew something bad was coming up, he s- deleted 2000 retweets and likes from his account before he just deleted his account. I like how he tried to do that first. 2000. Yeah. Nothing, nothing screams innocent more than deleting 2000 of anything. <laughs> He's like, fuck it. Just delete the account there are boatloads. God damn. Do I love her? A lot of racist Twitter stuff. He actually had to come out. His, his first statement was uh, how first I want everyone to know that I don't think slavery was good. That's a, uh, that's not a great way to start off your, <laughs> your, your, your speech and apology. If you just have to say that, you, you got a lot of work to do. All right, first things first, as a, uh, <laughs> as a son of a legend and an employee of uh, young students, I have to tell you racism was bad, is bad, and so is slavery. I just want that on the record. Despite my 2,000 tweets that I scrubbed that said the opposite. Hilarious. This, I mean, people want to say, I like when, when people just say, uh, I know, someone should have edited the apo- apologies and say, no, have chat GPT write your goddamn uh, apologizing for liking racist tweets. They're all the same anyway. He actually had to come out and say that he thought, he thinks, listen, just to put me on the record, slavery was bad. All right. Okay, no, noted, Shemback. Noted, Shemmy. Shemmy. Shemmy the Scout was his handle. So he tried to have an online presence with Shemmy the Scout and be hip. But yet, like all these fucking boomer, and he's probably not even a boomer. These old ass conservatives, though, they just, <laughs> they get fed these fucking ridiculous like memes and tweets, and they well like that. I, I want to have him sit back here and I'll light that from my front porch. Growing up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, around the militias. That's what he said. Beyond honor to return home to Michigan football. He tweeted that out. Blue forever. Yeah, forever means uh, three days. No. He was 25 years as an NFL scout, including a decade with Washington. And he, he, he worked for the Vegas Raiders before he was, before he was fired in February. So he was fired at least. And I'm sure the Raiders didn't fire him for his, his tweets. Who who knows what he had to do to get fired from the Vegas Raiders, but he was. And then Michigan hires him part of that. 
part of the whole Shem Beckler, just to bring back the whole fucking Shem Beckler legacy there, which I'm not saying Shem Beckler's paterno, but there's whispers of that. They had that doctor who had all those offenses and they said Shem Beckler knew about it. And like, ah, oh, well, he made a lot of money. He's got the statues. Um, just, I mean, Michigan just loves to fuck up. If you're making Jim Harbaugh seem like a good guy. Matt Weiss, who was their offensive coordinator and quarterback, so he was fired after the police department opened an investigation into his computer crimes in Schembechler Hall. Everything Schembechler Hall and Bowfield. Didn't I have a player retweet a Kanye West video too? What was it? Yeah, running back Donovan Edwards. He retweeted an anti-Semitic comment in a Kanye West video. He had to tweet, he's unequivocally against racism, exploitation, oppression in all forms, including stereotyping and trafficking and hate. See, that's how you say it. You get ChatGPT to write you one up. But that's the new wave. Retweets and likes are endorsements. We don't even care. We don't care. We care less about what the original people, what they have to say. But if you like and support something and retweet like it, that's even, that's much worse. That's the Twitter world. You like that? Yeah, but I ironically liked it. Try to explain that, that you ironically liked a Jim Crow tweet. Who the fuck is Jim? Who are these accounts? We're following these Jim Crow tweets. Uh, but I just love how Michigan says they did a background check. What was this background check? Hey, Vegas, I noticed you fired uh, Sean Beckler's kid. Did he kill anybody? Nope. All right. Sounds good. Can't wait to introduce him. What about his Twitter? I'm sure his Twitter's fine. What? People are getting fired from Saturday Live the day they get hired. You can't look in. You can't just see his likes and faves and retweets. Uh, we might have... Uh, Boss, we might have a problem. I was looking at Shemmy Shembeckler's Twitter account, and uh, he likes it. He follows this account called Eagle of Christ. I looked into them. Not good. Patriot News with a, uh, but it's spelled noose. I don't think that's going to be good either. <laughs> Insano goes, uh, that's pretty great. Is slavery okay? That's a pretty question, Michigan. Are you sure? Are you really sure? <laughs> well, do you want my, my official stance? Do you want my Twitter stance? Or what, what we're going to tell the kids? It's, I mean, first things first. I accidentally liked 2,000 tweets that might have said that slavery helped out black people. That might have happened, but I just want to say for the record, I don't believe that. All right. Sounds good to me. You ready to uh, lead our young men, Shemmy? Shelly, Shelly, Shem Becklers? Michigan's hilarious. They're just a fucking JR the best. All right. That'll do it. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just got, a, just got an email from Vegas Andy. Isn't that exciting? Uh <laughs> Vegas Andy is my proxy for the contest. That's NFL season is coming around the corner and we can't wait for to do that. Anyway, um, 
But that will do it for today's Byline Bob. I don't know. Uh, that was my man in the box segment. Let me get out of there. Um, yep. I want to thank you, everyone who was, including Insano, JC from KC, Mafia, and Wilson. And uh, I'm sorry, Mafia will reunite. Cheers to beers, everyone on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe on the button. Just like that video. Subscribe to the account. Um, also on the podcast, subscribe to that and five-star review if you can. Spotify, iTunes, whatever you want. Uh, Blackout Diaries, another podcast I do with Sean Flannery. Drinking Story 1, you'll like that. I might bring Bruce, I might bring in Brooks Kepkiss stories of that one. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at CJ Sullivan underscore. Or my Instagram, CJ, at CJ Sullivan was taken. A few of those other things. Um, yeah, I don't know if, uh, did I miss anything? I, I think I got so worked up with uh, Jim Brown yesterday that I kind of lost my thing with Shelly Schembechler. And I got into him. So I don't know. I think, it's, I think it's a good show. God forbid. God forbid I do a show that's under an hour, right? Of just me talking crazy. Um, he likes what he better. I don't even know. Uh, Tina Turner died. That was shocking. She was 83. We have, I have a thread. Um, high text, text thread for high school friends. And all we do, it's, it's, it's only for reporting deaths and celebrity deaths. So someone will just blast the name Tina Turner. And then everyone has to guess the age with a Jersey number or something. So it's a fun game. And that's, and that's what you get to look forward to when you get older. Just people dying. Did you say, oh, I didn't know that. We were just watching a thing outside. Jim Fossil dead. Didn't know that. Amazing. Anyway. RIP to Tina Turner. She was, uh, she was, I like Tina Turner. She had some scars on her. She had city miles on her. She went through some shit. No, she's a great singer and dancer, but you're like, ah, she's she fucking, you know, men treated her bad. She left. She she's a survivor. These Beyonce's, you know, Beyonce, they're they're so rich and you know, they have their sisters beating up their husbands in the elevator for her, you know. Tina Turner, Tina Turner lived it. Anyway. Um <laughs> now I don't know what I'm talking about. Now I'm veering off. Anyway, that's it for uh the man in the box and CJ Sullivan and the bottom line bombs. Thank you, everyone. Go get that. Go get that LIV fading. Empty the account against Bruce Gap. <laughs>